Welcome to Wind Up Weekly. I'm Matthew Gohm. I'm Katie Canfield. And we're here to share the week's news in wine. This week on Wind Up Weekly... We have two big news items this week. UK wine retailer Majestic Wines. Is the future on-site or online? Donald Trump complains about not fair tariffs on US wine in France. And, as always, our Wine of the Week. Perhaps the biggest news of the week comes from the UK, where the country's largest wine specialist retailer, Majestic, has decided to close the doors of its retail stores and focus solely on online business. The statement was made on June 13th, following announcements that the company planned to close some, but not all, retail shops. A bit of backstory is that Majestic bought Naked Wines four years ago for £7 million. However, on Thursday of last week, it was revealed that Majestic would not only close its brick-and-mortar shops and focus only on online retail, but it would also operate as a separate entity entirely from Naked Wines. While no sale has been made, there are interested buyers. Chief Executive Rowan Gormley was quoted in UK newspaper The Guardian that we are at a crossroads in the company's history. We have taken the difficult but important decision to focus on Naked and exit from Majestic. Gormley goes on to say that if they're unable to complete the sale this year, then they will continue the process in 2020. Meanwhile, the managing director of Majestic, Josh Lincoln, has assured the public that jobs will be preserved despite the sale of the brick-and-mortar retail shops. On Twitter, he made four key promises to Majestic customers. One, we will make sure Majestic always has a range worthy of a specialist, exciting wines that are priced fairly. Two, finding wines you love will be better than ever, more tastings, revamped stores, and more recommendations tailored for you. Three, you will have more ways to shop with us that suit you, at your local store, with our amazing people, online, or letting us do the work for you. Four, the people you love will still be here to help you find your perfect wines. Despite all the unknowns, Majestic Wine should be commended for the fact that they've been able to stay on top of the news and be upfront and transparent with their consumers. So Matthew, you're from the UK. You're familiar with all these uh, wine retailers. What are your thoughts? So I have to confess I'm a little bit confused by what's going on. There have been a lot of mixed messages over the last few months from Majestic and from Naked Wines, and they haven't really communicated exactly what's going on and what exactly they want to be in the future. Well, don't you think they're still figuring that out? I think they are, and it's interesting to see where this is going to go. And of course, it's part of an ongoing debate in the wine industry and other industries as well, whether retail should be online, which is obviously the Amazon way to go, which has been very successful. And it's no real surprise that Majestic slash Naked are going in that direction. It makes a lot of sense. But what about that physical relationship between consumer and the retailer, where you can actually uh, talk in person and sell in person? But it's going to be interesting to see where they're going, because I think they are obviously working very hard on this. And it also depends who invests in the company. That's going to make a big difference on where they want to go. Well, I can say one thing. I recommended Naked to my brother and sister-in-law a few years back. And let me tell you, that box arrives every week or every month on their doorstep, and they couldn't be more excited. 
This week, during his visit to Europe, Donald Trump once again complained about the tariffs imposed on wines from the US exported into France, overlooking the fact that tariffs are negotiated with the EU, not France itself. This is not the first time he has complained about, quote, not fair tariffs, and the Wine Institute of California to some extent backed him up. The EU imposes tariffs of 11 to 29 cents per bottle from the US, compared to 5 to 14 cents on EU wine into the US. However, there are some mitigating factors to be considered. Given that France, Spain and Italy account for up to 55% of all production, it's no surprise that the EU is able to negotiate from a position of power. The US wine industry, in particular California's, is held back by domestic bureaucracy and federal inconsistency more than international tariffs. Oh, is that the three-tier system you're talking about? Exactly. This really does prohibit California wineries' ability to distribute throughout the USA. And given that many wineries really concentrate on the domestic market, that is um, not very helpful at all. Well, everyone wants to ship DTC. It's the biggest margin. It's a really big margin. It can be 50%, and so lots of profits to be made. When you've got the whole government bureaucracy working against you, it becomes very, very difficult. So mm-hmm. this is nothing compared to the tariffs on exports, which is actually very small. 29 cents per bottle is nothing compared to the taxes imposed from state to state and the costs as well. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. And then the last thing to um, be aware of is that US wine exports have actually increased threefold in the last 10 years, and that has been partly in Europe. Oh, that's positive, isn't it? It is, yeah. So there's actually a lot of room for growth rather than complaining about tariffs. I've noticed a lot of um, people in the UK talking about California wines, in fact. Yes, and of course what Trump is complaining about is that California wine and US wine in general is not in France, but that's an overall issue. It's quite hard to find international wine in France because people generally drink locally. Well, French wine's really good. Well, that really does depend on what you're drinking. But in the UK, obviously, much more international uh, wine market, all complicated by the fact of whether the UK will remain part of the EU. Hashtag Brexit. And of course, what this all overlooks is that the real tariff threat is from China. And now for the wine of the week. What have we got here, Matthew? We have a Chardonnay from Mendoza in Argentina. The producer is Vina Cobos. It's from their Felino label, which is a very good um, introduction to Mendoza wines. And this is a really uh, fresh Chardonnay. It has some delicacy to it, but also some body to it, some fruit. So it's a really good example of how Mendoza can produce a very balanced style of Chardonnay. Well, for me, what stands out in this wine is the freshness, the acidity. And I think that has a lot to do with the altitude. So how high are the vines planted here? Well, we're talking meters or feet. Well, obviously meters for the international audience amongst us. All right. Well, let's say average about a thousand meters. So Uh, that's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got Lujan de Cuyo, which is kind of the heart of Mendoza. And then you've got Valle de Uco, which is a little bit higher into the foothills of the Andes, where more producers are planting. And um, this, this wine in particular has grapes coming from both those sites. So that altitude is giving the acidity, mm-hmm. but also the heat is giving some fruitiness. Totally. And I have to say this is a very balanced wine. It's so fresh, fruity, got some body to it, but also it just has this lightness to it as well, which can make, make it very easy to drink on its own, but really, really good with food as well. 
great for summer. I think the 2018 vintage is on the market as well, but the 17 is drinking fabulously. So. Any idea what it costs? About $20. Yeah, for $20, that is a very, very good deal. Because I would probably pay 30 for that. Cheers to that. Thank you for listening. Catch up with us next week for another Wind Up Weekly. Until next week. Bye.